Safety Star. Let's go. Star the fantasy star. Tune in anytime, anywhere that you are. Do it with headphones, even in the car. And if you listen to you know your team about to go far. It's SR the fantasy star. Tune in anytime, anywhere that you are. Do it with headphones, even in the car. And if you listen to you know your team about to go far. Let's get it. Let's get it. What up, beautiful people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of SR the Fantasy Star back today we got a fun show for you we got the running back show i feel like the running backs are the most important they usually go earlier in the draft so you know you really want to hit on these running backs and it was really hard you know there's so many to choose from so many guys i left off out of this top 25 that i'm like uh they're capable of it but you know it's hard a lot of committees out there so you know that's tough to um judge and, you know, today is Friday. I'm recording on Friday. And, you know, last night we had football. Obviously, it was fun to watch. Um, I didn't really get to watch live. I, you know, watched some highlights and some replays. I was out um, at dinner on Blanc. Not sure if you heard of it. It's like this all-white party. It's a pop-up party in the city. That was fun. So I didn't get to watch the Eagles game, unfortunately. But, uh, like I said, I was obviously able to go over the highlights and see some of that action. But yeah, Dead Our Block was fun. It was super hot out there, but we had a good time. We ended up in Rittenhouse Square. So yeah, had a good time. Good music, good drinks. Definitely drank a lot and was on the struggle bus this morning. But we're here today recording an episode um, you know, for these running backs. So get these running backs out there for you guys to start looking at and you know see what we're working with. And I love a lot of guys off this list. Like there's so many people like Miles Gaskin, Miles Sanders, Raheem Mostert, uh, David Johnson, Josh Jacobs, um, Trey Sermon, Kenyon Drake. So Ronald Jones, like a lot of these guys were left off. Um, Damian Harris. See, a lot of these guys were left off, but I think all these guys can kind of finish within that like 25 to 35 range. So I just have a top 25 for right now, but I think a lot of these guys, you know, could be considered for that top 25 spot. But I left a lot of them out um, because they're in these committees like Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake, obviously. Uh, Ronald Jones is in a committee with Leonard Fournette, um, but I have Fournette um, on my list. Um and then, you know, Damian Harris and Sony Michelle, and we've seen the Patriots utilize multiple backs. They still have James White. Um, so, yeah, that's why I left some of these guys off the list. But, you know, I think a lot of these guys are capable, but we had to leave someone off the list. So let's get started at number 25. I have Leonard Fournette. And like I was just saying, Ronald Jones is there in this backfield as well. So they're going to be splitting carries. And what we saw last year was Bruce Arians is going to use the hot hand approach, whoever has the hot hand. And they also brought in Gio Bernard, who's not really a in between the tackles guy, but he's going to be out there on, you know, some third down. He's going to get some work in the passing game. So that's only going to limit Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones's upside. But this offense is going to be really good. So I think. In the playoffs last year, we saw Leonard Fournette was the guy that they liked, and he was their workhorse. So I think that we'll carry over to this season, and we'll see Leonard Fournette get the ball more often for this Bucks team. At number 25, I have James Conner in Arizona. 
Um, he struggled last year in Pittsburgh and, you know, he really underperformed and we saw guys like Benny Snell and Jalen Samuels play, you know, pretty well in Pittsburgh. So James Conner did struggle, but he's playing in Arizona. This offense is going to be dynamic and I think Conner is going to benefit from that, but he's also going to have some of his yardage limited and touchdown because of Chase Edmonds, obviously is the backup running back, but also Kyler. We know Kyler likes to scramble in the, um, in the red zone at the goal line. They're going to use Kyler to scramble and to, um, so he's going to take some touchdowns away from James Conner like he did with Kenyon Drake last year. At number 23, I had Mike Davis. He seems to have this backfield all to himself. They just brought in Devonta Freeman, but we've seen over the years in Houston that he's been unable to stay healthy. So I think they want Mike Davis to be the guy. And we saw him be effective in Carolina with Christian McCaffrey hurt last year. And even though that team wasn't really that great offensively, we saw that Mike Davis was a uh, top 15 are running back. He was top 15. He was 15 actually. So I think he will have a solid year and will produce a uh, low in RB two and flex numbers for you at 22. I have Melvin Gordon. This Broncos offense has some good pieces and Gordon finishes RB 13 last year. He's never really been a great uh, yards per carry guy, but he's only rushed for a thousand yards once in his career. And I know they don't have Philip Lindsay anymore, so that means it should be more work for Melvin Gordon, which there probably will be. But I do like Royce Freeman. I've always liked Royce Freeman coming out of Oregon. And I think, you know, he never really got the opportunity to be that three down back guy because of um, Philip Lindsay. But I think this is obviously Melvin Gordon's um, backfield. But, you know, I just I just have him down at 22 from, you know, 13 last year. Just not sure the quarterback situation, obviously, if. You know, Teddy Bridgewater's in there over Drew Locke. I think that hinders this offense. So it's, it's kind of just, um, going to impact everyone, the quarterback play. So I have Melvin Gordon at 22. At number 21, I have Kareem Hunt. He's obviously in a tandem with Nick Chubb, but this team runs the ball well enough for both of these guys to succeed. And obviously both these guys are talented. And in the half point PPR, which is these rankings are based of, I should have started with that. Sorry about that. But Hunt is the guy who's going to catch a majority of these passes out of the backfield. And, you know, Hunt finished as the RB10 last year. And a lot of that had to do with Nick Chubb getting hurt. And Kareem Hunt obviously having to step up, but I think Hunt is still talented. And this team, like I said, they're going to run the ball enough. Their offense is going to play well. Their defense got even better. So they're just going to create more offensive opportunities. So I think Kareem Hunt can be a low end RB2 or on your flex radar week to week. At number 20, I have Chris Carson and we know Seattle loves to run the ball a ton and Chris Carson is their workhorse. They have Alex Collins and Rashad Penny behind him, but we know Pete, Pete Carroll loves Chris Carson, but his problem over the years has been if he could stay healthy, but if he could stay healthy, then I think he could be a steal in some drafts and he could definitely win you some leagues because, you know, Chris Carson obviously runs hard and, you know, can get you some touchdowns in the red zone at the goal line. At number 19, I have DeAndre Swift. He finishes the RB18 last year, and I see him being a little bit more involved in the offense this year, obviously, without Adrian Peterson there. And they did bring in Jamal Williams, um, but I think Swift is, you know, dynamic enough to finish as a top 12 running back, but just this team won't be the greatest this year. So I just think that's going to bump him down a little bit, but he's still a great player and super talented. So I have him finishing at number 19. At number 18, I have Aaron Jones, and I'm a little skeptical here because I love A.J. Dillon so much, but Aaron Jones finished as a top five running back last year, and like I said, I think A.J. Dillon is really good and will take a lot of the work away from Jones, 
but Jones will still be productive. We've seen Jones split carries with Jamal Williams in the past, but you know, Jones is definitely super explosive and I still think he will get the, the majority of the passing game. So even though Dylan probably will take some touchdowns away, I think Aaron Jones will still be productive and have him at number 18. At number 17, I have Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He was RB22 last year, and I think he can have a good amount of yardage, but I think he's a smaller guy, and I don't, I don't really see him getting those touchdowns, and that's what separates these running backs. It's, it's the yardage and it's the touchdowns. Like Alvin Kamara was the number one overall running back last year. Didn't have crazy amount of yardage, but he scored like 20-something touchdowns. So that's going to do it, and I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire will lack that touchdown, Um, you know, touchdown percentage he's going to lose some goal line carries to Daryl Williams and then also in the red zone we know that the Chiefs and Andy Reid like to run some crazy stuff they'll have Kelsey they'll do tight end screens or whatever for Kelsey and then they'll have Hill on end rounds and uh, reverses and things of that nature so I think all of that plays a factor into um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire's ceiling and I have him as an RB2 at number 16, I have Austin Eckler, and he's another guy I'm skeptical on, like Aaron Jones. But I just think with the, the offense that he plays on, they'll have opportunities to score and produce. Obviously, Justin Herbert is you know someone that can sling the ball, and if Eckler can stay healthy, then he can definitely succeed in this offense as this offense is able to move the ball. Um, and like I said, Eckler's never really been my favorite. The most carries he's had in a season is 132, which I think he's going to need at least 200 to 225 to be like considered a, um, you know, a bell cow and in contention to be an RB1. Um, his most yardage rushing has been 557 with three rushing touchdowns in a whole season. But obviously his main attribute is catching the ball. His greatest season, I think was 2019. He's had 92 receptions for 993 yards and eight touchdowns. So that's where he really makes his contribution. And, you know, if he's able to stay healthy, he's going to be able to run the ball, even though he, even if he's not a thousand yard rusher, he's going to contribute that in the passing game. And like I said, this offense is going to be able to move the ball. So I think Eckler can finish as RB 16. At RB15, I have Joe Mixon. I think this offense will run better with Burrow out there for a full season, obviously. Uh, we saw, you know, they sat Mixon towards the end of the year last year. I think because obviously he was hurt, but also because they know they didn't have any contention really to make the playoffs or really to play for anything. So why go out there and risk, 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 risk Mixon getting hurt? Um, and they added another explosive, explosive wide receiver in the draft, obviously. And, and Jamar Chase, and I think that's just going to open up the field for them even more. And they got rid of Gio Bernard, so that's going to open up the, the receptions for Mixon to increase the, that fantasy production. At running back 14, I have James Robinson, and he had a great year last year. Undrafted running back out of Illinois State, I believe it was, and he, you know, he played great for a team that wasn't very good. Um, but I have him at 14 this year. Um, and I think he loses some work. They obviously drafted in the first round Travis Etienne. So he's going to get work. And I think a lot of the work that Travis gets will be um, receptions. So that, that's going to take away points from Robinson, um, especially in a half PPR league or a full PPR league if you're playing in a full PPR league. So I think that's just going to lower his fantasy value there. And I think they're going to be able to throw the ball a lot better this year, obviously, with Trevor Lawrence and that was their problem last year they had to depend on the run and depend on screens and stuff like that which was obviously added to James Robinson's fantasy output and you know had him finish as the RB7 
13, I have Daryl Henderson. I think he's going to have a great year, obviously, as the bell cow for them. He shared the backfield last year with Cam Akers and Malcolm Brown. So there was three guys that they were competing for time. And Henderson was hurt himself, and he played well when he was out there. He averaged 4.5 yards a carry. He had 16 receptions in his limited time out there, but I think all of those numbers will obviously increase because they haven't brought in anyone as of yet. They've been, you know, rocking out with Daryl as their, you know, main guy and, you know, the young guys that they have on the roster. They have a seventh round draft pick and then another undrafted guy. So they're really depending on Daryl this year and Sean McVay likes to run it in the red zone. So I think that Daryl can have a lot of touchdowns. So that's something to look out for. Number 12, I have Najee Harris, the rookie. Um, this dude is extremely talented. He had 30 touchdowns in his last year in college, 26 on the ground and four in the air. And he really landed in the perfect situation. Like they have an aging quarterback who they're going to want to depend on the run game for. They have great receivers though as well. So the teams can't stack the box on them. And they have a coach who likes a workhorse running back. He wants to use that three down running back. And I think this offensive line has previously been a little better. They lost, obviously, a, a few key pieces on the offensive line. And I think if they had them, then this rookie could potentially be top five. But I think it's going to hurt him a little bit. And he'll still have a great year for a rookie. And I have Najee Harris finishing at RB12. At RB11, I have Nick Chubb. And I don't know if I'm too low on him. Like, he was RB9 last year. And he only played in 12 games. And Nick Chubb is obviously a beast. The Browns gave him the bag and, you know, he probably would be a top three every year, especially if Kareem Hunt wasn't behind him. And Hunt's going to steal most of the third down work and he's going to steal some goal line work. He's going to steal some touchdowns. So that's why I have Nick Chubb a little lower. Um, but obviously he's still a beast and could still, I could still see him finishing top 10, but you know, I'm just, you know, hindering my expectations because Kareem Hunt is there and they don't really it's not like Nick Chubb is their goal line back. Like I saw Kareem Hunt in there in goal line formations multiple times last year. So they definitely trust Kareem Hunt and that's just going to hurt Nick Chubb. So let's get into the top 10. Some of the fun stuff. Some of these guys we think that's going to be carrying our team to the championship. Some of these guys we want early in drafts and you know, some of these big names that we want to look out for. At number 10, I have David Montgomery. He was the RB4 last year. He had a great second half of this season. He had 1,070 yards, 8 rushing touchdowns, had 54 receptions last year, and that was up from 25 the year prior. So he's shown that he can catch the ball. And Tariq Cohen will be out for weeks, still recovering from that ACL injury. And they went out and got Damian Williams on the, you know, in the offseason. And Damian Williams sat out all of last season, um, due to the COVID protocols. And we've seen him only succeed in Kansas City. Like he obviously played in Miami. And a lot of those guys didn't succeed because of Adam Gase. But we saw him succeed in Kansas City under an Andy Reid offense. And Andy Reid has made guys like Charkandrick West and Spencer Ware fantasy relevant. So Damian Williams may be a product of that system and he may not be able to perform the same way he did, you know, in years prior in that Super Bowl. And, you know, David Montgomery will get the touches and... I think it's only going to help him too if Justin Fields plays sooner rather than later. So I think David Montgomery is your RB10. And my RB9 is probably going to shock a lot of people. At RB9, I have Alvin Kamara. And he was obviously the RB1 last year. He was a beast. He had 21 total touchdowns. Like he was just balling. But this team is not looking good. 
I don't know who the, is going to be the wide receivers. I think Mike Marquez Callaway might be their number one because Trey Quan Smith is going through injuries. We're hearing Michael Thomas might want to be traded. So this team's going to run through the running backs and they, they may use three running backs. They just brought in Devonta Freeman. They still have Latavius Murray. So I'm just kind of concerned about how well this offense will be. And a lot of Kamara's fantasy production came through touchdowns last year. And he's obviously still great. He can still catch the ball well. He's had 80 receptions in every year in his career. So I expect that to continue, but I just expect the, the touchdowns and, you know, some of the other numbers to drop a little bit. And I have him finishing at RB9. At RB8, I have Saquon Barkley. He's coming back from injury. He only played two games last year and he only played 13 the year before. And, you know, he's, he's, you know, had these last couple injuries, so it can be hard to trust him, but he did get hurt in week two last year, so he's had a lot of time to recover, and you would hope that only helps him. And the Giants went out and obviously got Kenny Galladay, and they still have guys like Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram, so with that more offensive firepower, you would think that only would help Saquon, another year of Daniel Jones, and you would think he only would progress and, you know, would open up the field for Saquon, so I have Saquon at RB8. At RB7, I have J.K. Dobbins, and it was kind of hard to put him here because we know that the Ravens like to utilize multiple running backs, so I do think Gus Edwards will be involved, but this offense will be prolific, obviously, with Lamar Jackson behind center, and... You know, the read option with Lamar Jackson is super effective because he can obviously take off at any time. So that's just going to open up the, you know, the run games, the run game and the lanes for J.K. Dobbins. And I think that J.K. Dobbins will take a little bit of rushing yards and touchdowns away from Lamar. I think they may try to utilize Lamar more in the passing game. So I think J.K. will benefit from those extra carries. And he had a great year last year. And you know, I think he's obviously good enough to finish top 10. I have him at RB7. At RB6, I have Antonio Gibson, and this dude can pretty much do it all. He can, you know, catch and run the ball. He obviously, he played wide receiver in college. So, you know, this dude is very dynamic, and this offense will be better this year. Gibson finished as RB12 last year, and I think he gets even more work this year. And even though he'll lose some third down work to JD McKissick, I still think he will get volume and with this defense being so good, they're going to be in position to have the ball and to have the ball in great field position to score. And I, I just think the offense is going to be better in the hands of Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, you know, Peyton Barber will steal a few touchdowns. So be prepared to be pissed off about that. But I think Antonio Gibson is great. And I think he's going to have a great year. I have him at RB6. At RB5, I have Jonathan Taylor. And I was debating with between like the 5 and the 12 range for him because the news that Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson might be ready as soon as week one, that just has me even higher on Jonathan Taylor. And I think if both Wentz and Nelson missed an extended period of time, that would obviously drop Jonathan Taylor in my rankings. But for now, with all the news coming out that these guys might be ready by week one, which I'm thinking probably week two or three more likely, but you know that that's you know better than like the week six to eight rings that, you know, they were thinking that these guys could be back at. So if they are out there, then I think Taylor can easily be a top five running back. Like this dude is super talented, runs, catches the ball well. They still have Marlon Mack. I kind of wish they didn't sign him, but I think this is Jonathan Taylor's backfield. I think he loses some carries or some receptions to Naeem Hines because we're going to have to get him out there on third down. But Jonathan Taylor is the real deal. And like I said, with Carson and Quentin Nelson out there, I think this team is really good and can be even a Super Bowl contender. 
just, you know, the amount of talent that they have around them. Like they played well last year with Phillip Rivers, who is obviously, you know, old and washed at the point he was, but they played well last year. And I only think that continues with a, a you know, a quarterback that can actually, you know, move and, you know, do some of the things that Phillip Rivers couldn't do. And Jacoby Brissett the year prior once Andrew Luck retired at Running back four, I have Ezekiel Elliott, and all of this really depends on Dak's health. Um, you know, if Dak is healthy, then this offense is going to open up so much. You know, teams won't be able to crowd the box because they'll actually have to worry about the passing game. And obviously they have Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup, who are all weapons. And, you know, their defense will be a little better this year, so... Uh, you know, I think their, their offense will be in position to score more. And obviously Zeke is super dynamic. He, you know, got in a little better shape this year. And like I said, if Dak is out there, it's only going to help Zeke in the run game. And, you know, I expect Zeke to finish at RB4, depending on Zach or Dak's health. And, you know, if Dak is out there, you know, to start the season. At RB3, I have Derrick Henry. He finishes the RB2. Um, last year he had 378 carries. That's a lot of carries. He has 17 touchdowns and obviously they, they brought in Julio this year. So they may trust Ryan, uh, Tannehill to throw the ball even more. And Julio might steal a touchdown or two and, you know, in, in some yardage that was previously on the ground. So I have Henry at three rather than two. Like it's not a huge jump. I think Henry's going to continue to obviously be great and he doesn't catch the ball as often. So that just drops him down a little bit further. If he were to catch more passes, I could see Henry being an RB one year after year at RB two. I have Dalvin cook. He finishes the RB3 last year, and this offense will continue to run through him. Obviously, they have Jefferson, who will only continue to improve in his second year, and obviously Adam Thielen on the other side lining up from him. So you can't stack the box for Dalvin Cook because you have to worry about these receivers. And Cook will catch passes, and you know he's going to demand the majority of these touches. They don't really want the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands if they can avoid it. Um, a lot of last year, they were coming back in a lot of games, so they definitely did pass the ball a lot, but obviously Dalvin Cook was still productive, but I know I just think he's going to have a great year, and if he can stay healthy, and that's what you can say about all these running backs. Like if if all of them can stay healthy, um, and you know all their pieces can stay healthy as far as offensive line and running backs, that you know that really factors into their fantasy output. So that leaves Christian McCaffrey obviously for my RB one. You know, McCaffrey had a great year, his last full year healthy. He was a thousand yard receiver and a thousand yard rusher. And he played three weeks last year. So week one, he was RB2. And, you know, week two, he was RB6. Then he came back for week nine, where he finished at RB2 again. And he was doing all this while he was obviously injured. So I just think with this offense being a little better with uh, Sam Darnold and, you know, another year with DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson's there, who obviously has that rapport with uh, Robbie Anderson from the t- their time on the Jets. And I think this defense will be a little better. So it's just going to get this team in position to score more. And McCaffrey's going to be their go-to guy. They obviously got rid of Mike Davis, who was McCaffrey's backup. And, you know, I'm not really sure how much of a serviceable running back Reggie Bonifant can be. So I think a lot of this offense is going to run through McCaffrey, who I expect to have a great year. Obviously, as it has him at the RB1. So that's a wrap for today's show. That was my top 25 running backs. And, you know, I thank you for listening and tuning in. Make sure you follow me on the social at SR the Fantasy Star. That's E S A R 
the fantasy star. Let's get it. Peace.